Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In the previous video, I went through the changes and updates to the tracking workflow. If you have not already done so, please watch the video to ensure you are familiar with the workflows. This will ensure you know what to select and how the tracking data is now applied to action objects. In this video, we start going through the planar tracking functionality. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you are watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. Now because of the flexibility of the tracking tools, planar tracking can be applied to the Axis, GMask and Perspective Grid. I'll be using a variety of workflows in different videos to give you the widest choice of techniques to choose for your VFX shots. So let's kick off with planar tracking applied to an Axis node. To set a bit of context to what we are doing, I have a close-up of a model and I have been asked to add some artwork to her face. This could be face painting or a tattoo, but it doesn't really matter. What does matter is how do we go about tracking this to her face. When I scrub the time bar, her head turns and there are no visible tracking markers on her cheek to lock onto. It goes without saying that regular 2D point tracking or even 3D tracking will not work in this case. So the best approach is to use planar tracking. I will feed the original shot into an action node as the background. Let's go into action and use a dual screen split with ALT 2. If you have done planar tracking in other applications, the fundamental principles are the same. Planar tracking requires a flat planar surface to track. The side of the model's face should suffice, but you can also track walls, ceilings, phone screens, billboards, etc. Typically, you are after anything that is visually planar or a flat surface. To perform planar tracking using an axis, you need to use an accompanying GMask to define the area you want to track. If you don't use a GMask, the whole image will be used as the track and the results will be unusable. So double click on the GMask node to add it into the action schematic. The axis will be added with it and this saves you a few extra button clicks. Now you can draw your mask in the result view, but I would like you to switch to the object view with F8. This view isolates the source you are tracking. This could be the background or another layer but you won't be disturbed by the other objects in the scene. But another useful point is that the object view also helps greatly with planar tracking. First, I'll draw over a region of her face that I would like to track. Next, double click on the Axis node to bring up its controls. It's important to take note that I have selected the Axis node to do the track and not the GMask node. This is because I want to apply the tracking data to the Axis node even though the GMask node is helping out. Now you can access the standard 2D track and stabilizer in the pull down menu, but you can also choose the planar mode. In this example, I am tracking the background, so the Use Media slider is set to 0 and this is also indicated on the nodes. If you want to track other image inputs, you would change this value to match the other entries in the media list. Under the mode selection, you have the types of transformations for the planar track. 
Position is always on, but you also have rotation, scale and skew. You can turn these on and off as you see fit. But the interesting option I want to highlight is Perspective. Please note that if your image does not have perspective, then make sure it is off. The model's face does not show any perspective shifts. In this case, if perspective was on, it would attempt to solve a non-existent perspective and it will give incorrect results. We'll discuss this in much more detail when we look at planar tracking with perspectives and perspective grids. Under the analysis constraints, the default setting is to use GMasks as the region for the track. There is another option in the pull-down menu, but we will look at this in another video. Under the track algorithms, you have the various settings for planar tracking. Region warping takes the area you have defined as the planar surface and tracks the overall shape. This is based on the same fundamentals as most planar trackers available. The second algorithm is multi-feature detection. This looks within a defined region and chooses features within the region to perform the track. This is very similar to shape tracking in previous versions of Flame Premium. So the one you want to use is region warping. Underneath the choice of algorithm, you have all the options to define the planar track. For example, sampling refers to the accuracy of the pixel analysis. The default setting is optimal for most tracking jobs, but you can increase or decrease the pixel accuracy of the analysis. Just bear in mind that with high percentage analysis, you might get better results, but the picture grain might be an issue. Plus, the higher the value, the slower the track because of the increased computations. You can make the tracker aware of lighting changes and occlusions passing through the tracking region. As the model turns her head, there is a lighting shift, so enable lighting. There are no occlusions, so leave it deactivated. Finally, the planar tracking is initially based on a luminance reference. But you can force it to consider the RGB values of the image if you think it will make a difference to the track. As for the standard tracking tools you should be familiar with, you have Step, Set Keyframe, Snap and Analyze. Now one last observation before I do the track. Scrubbing the time bar, the model turns her head. So the reference pattern will change over time. Enable Auto Update Reference. You won't need this if the reference pattern stays more or less the same. In this case, it does not. I know I've taken my time going through these options, but it is extremely important that you evaluate the shot for the appropriate tracking tools and settings. Otherwise, your track will fail. Now go to the first frame that is the reference frame in this case and press Analyze. At the top left of the object view, you will see the shape reference defined by the GMask. You will also see the shape analysis on the current frame. This allows you to monitor the track as the analysis progresses. If you scrub the time bar, you can see the planar tracked result. At any point during the track, you can stop, adjust the reference, delete the keyframes and snap the reference to the current frame. The functionality should be very similar to what you are used to with the 2D tracker from the previous versions of Flame Premium.
Now, before we bring in the artwork, one thing I would like to point out is that the Gmask is being used as the tracking region and not as a masking tool. I don't want it to interfere with the composite. So select the Gmask node in the Action Schematic and turn off the Active button. The mask is there, but it is inactive in the 3D composite. Select the Object view and press F4 to return to the Result view. Now let's bring in our artwork. Go to the Action Bin menu and double-click on the Import node. Navigate to the downloaded SVG file and import it into Action. You can use I to hide the icons. Now all the tracking data is in this Axis node because it was selected before doing the track. Drag a connection from the Axis node to the Group node. You can ungroup the group to see all the contents, but double-clicking on the Group node brings up the top axis control of the group. Move the artwork into position. When you are happy with the result, scrub the time bar and the artwork should stick to the model's face. So you can see how much easier it is to take on tracking challenges with planar tracking in the Flame products. In the next video, we check out another workflow where we use planar tracking to track a mask and apply the tracking data to the mask's shape. You could use this for rotoscoping tasks or creative effects design using 3D shapes. Comments, feedback, and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching. And please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.